This is 105.9 The Region, and you're listening to Discovery, the radio show for podcasters. Your content, unfiltered. This is Discovery. It's time to tune in. Produced by the broadcasting students at Durham College. Airing on 105.9 The Region. This is DC Broadcasting. Freeplay. I'm your host Ben Reno, and to start off today's show, here's your gaming news recap. WWE 2K22 has arrived, and the series has been completely revamped for this release. After the disaster that was the WWE 2K20 launch and the cancelled WWE 2K21, 2K took its time making this release the game fans truly wanted. A TikTok video compared 2K22 and WWF WrestleMania, a game that was released for the NES in 1989. Using two iconic wrestlers that appear in both games, the video sought to showcase the progress made in developing these games in the last 33 years. In WWF WrestleMania, players didn't have many options in terms of moves to use on their opponents, which is seen in the video. The graphics were also incredibly simplistic. In WWE 2K22, players have a much wider range of moves to choose from, including iconic moves that each wrestler is known for, like Hulk Hogan's leg drop. WWF WrestleMania also had a much smaller roster of only 6 people to choose from, while WWE 2K22 has 120 superstars to choose from and will receive an additional 28 superstars with following DLC. And a new video game publisher called Deepwell Digital Therapeutics is attempting to develop games that treat specific health conditions. The publisher was founded by Mike Wilson and Ryan Douglas, the Devolver Digital co-founder and Nextern CEO respectively. The company has over 40 veterans of the industry and medical experts. Their goal, as stated by Deepwell, is to develop and publish games that can simultaneously entertain and deliver, enhance and accelerate treatment for an array of globally pervasive health conditions. Deepwell wants to develop games that are not only beneficial to players in a medical sense, but are also downright entertaining to play. And that's a wrap on your gaming news recap for this special episode of Freeplay. Now it's time for me to tell you about the Elden Ring experience, spoiler free of course. Let's dive right in. Elden Ring is the latest From Software Souls game and was released on February 24th. It took over the industry with some of my favorite Apex Legends and Rocket League streamers grinding the game in the early days of release. People like myself who have never played any Souls-like game before this bought Elden Ring to see what all the hype was about. I will say right off the bat that even though I've just scratched the surface of the game, it definitely deserves all the hype. In this short segment, I will try to explain why the game is so special and could not have come at a better time. The last two years have been filled with hyped up AAA game releases. Some were well received, while most were not. One of my most anticipated titles to drop recently was Battlefield 2042, and we all know how that went. A couple Call of Duty games have been released, and while millions of players enjoy those games, they were not the greatest example of the potential that Call of Duty has. The last two years have just been going back to the old reliable games. Most new games I try get forgotten quickly, and that goes for the group I play with as well. We all have our favorite games and that hasn't changed in a long time. Well, FromSoft finally released Elden Ring a few weeks ago and it is a great example of how to make a fantastic game by sticking to your strengths and enhancing the existing formula that many players have come to know and love. 
Many developers are experimenting a little too much with their tried and true formula, Battlefield 2042 being a great example. And this is my first FromSoft game, but I am aware of how popular and well known the Souls-like games are. One of the things that people know about FromSoft games is that they are notoriously difficult. I didn't want to get the game at first because I wasn't entirely interested in something that I thought was going to be overly difficult and annoying to play. I play games casually and I like to just have plain old fun. Elden Ring thought of players like me and with the brand new feature of an open world, the choice is really up to you on how hard you want the game to be. If you want to rush to the first boss market and fail over and over again until you beat him, you can. But if you want to explore the world, fighting more manageable foes until you're confident enough to go back to that first boss, you can do that too. The game is far from linear, in fact the game could technically be completed in less than 30 minutes as we've seen from speedrunners. On the other hand, you can easily spend dozens and dozens of hours in the game and not be, not be anywhere near close to finished. The game is also highly replayable with the sheer number of different ways you can build your character. Speaking of building your character, you are completely free to do so as you please. Any combination of armament is at your disposal, you can focus on wielding massive axes and swords and building strength, or you can focus on casting devastating spells from range and building a mage-like character. The different mechanics for dealing damage in this game welcome all kinds of playstyles. Another thing that can keep you hooked on the game is the exploration value. In many popular open world games, I'm looking at you Ubisoft, there isn't much reason to explore off the beaten path. You'll see something interesting on your path, go and check it out, only for it to be absolutely nothing. That is not the case in Elden Ring. If something looks important on the map, it probably is. And if you check every nook and cranny, you're likely to find some loot. There are secrets hidden all over the map, some more obvious than others. If you want to spend your session simply walking around checking things out, you'll likely end up with some cool rewards for doing so. That's something that many open world games struggle with, making the world rich and jam-packed with things to discover. As FromSoft's first attempt at an open world, they've managed to design the visual aspects of each location very well. While enemies might repeat themselves throughout a large area, the terrain is widely varied and everything looks incredible. Having a horse-like creature to ride around called Torrent also opens up the possibilities of where you can go, thanks to his double jump. Souls-like games feature save points called bonfires, in Elden Ring they are referred to as Sites of Grace. These are all over the map, and they act as a safe zone, resupply zone, and fast travel point. They really are quite the lifesaver, and with a map as massive as Elden Ring's, being able to fast travel at will to any Site of Grace you've touched is immensely helpful. Overall, the game runs great on my machine and there is a very large number of activities that are all gripping. The open world is dense and full of surprises, with rewarding exploration. The bosses are difficult and take several attempts to be successful, but defeating them is incredibly rewarding and makes you feel like your efforts to learn and adapt to the fight were well worth it. I highly recommend Elden Ring to veteran and new Souls-like players alike. Thank you for listening to this special episode of Free Play. I'm Ben Reno and I'll see you online. You're listening to shows produced by the broadcasting students at Durham College here on 105.9 The Region. Hi, I'm Ethan Annette and welcome to my show. Today we'll be touching base again with fitness and mental health. I did this topic again on, uh, on a radio show for my school and starting off with social media. Now, unlike cigarettes and medications, social media doesn't come with a warning label. Everything's all good and like it'll be fun and definitely can be. Connecting with friends, sharing stuff with friends, possibly growing a business or an account that you really like. 
but there's definitely a darker side to it all, with a lot of influencers and celebrities posting on there. Especially the ones famous for their bodies. It makes people feel bad about themselves, especially their impressionable youth. Now I'm not bashing celebrities at all, in fact. I believe in I believe it can be motivational at times, but Instagram and social media in general just glorifies this type of perfect body post. Even if they are faked or photoshopped. Pushing them to everyone's feet all the time. But there's no such thing as a perfect body, no matter how much you can think so. Everyone has their insecurities and that's okay. Trying to compare yourself to others can cause body dysmorphia where you think your body looks a certain way, but in fact looks a lot different in another pair of eyes from another person. Going to the gym is a fantastic way to clear up your mental state and health. But looking at others' progression on social media and in person and comparing yourself to them can be horrible for you. As long as you're making progress for yourself, that's good enough. You can't judge yourself on how far you've come on any kind of health goal compared to others. You could have been doing it longer or even have a different body type where it happens more efficiently for them. Any fitness goal should 100% be focused on you and do it for yourself. Now I want to touch base with actually going to the gym. If you're already in a gym program, good for you. You've already made such a big step. Now it's time to stay consistent with your goal. You can easily be intimidated at the gym though. Uh, also known as a term that I actually like, gym intimidation, because it's definitely, definitely happened to me. It can be intimidating being in there, but I can guarantee there's nothing but support and good conversation everyone wants to have. You gotta remember though, everyone was in the same boat as you when starting, which is to better themselves. Any questions you have or advice you, you need, I suggest asking the people in your gym because they're also figuring out what works and what doesn't for them rather than looking into online and paying for a course that just wants your money. But uh, I'm not talking about personal trainers. Personal trainers are great. But there's a lot of online fitness tips and courses or even apps that will lead you in the wrong direction and not even make the fitness journey fun for you. Figuring your own body out and what works for you is the most fun part, honestly. It just takes time. Now time is another factor in which brings me back to the saying consistent. Being consistent is the most important part. You must make a schedule and stick to that schedule no matter what. It doesn't matter if you don't feel like it. You're never going to feel like it unless you get into the loop of it and make it part of your life. And it shouldn't be stressful, it all should be fun. If you even just want to get, get to the gym or even do some yoga or even just some light running, it's all healthy for you. But trying to stay off social media or even avoid those perfect life posts will work wonders for staying in your schedule because they don't make you feel down. And for dieting, even planning your meals, you don't have to start off crazy like doing the micronutrients. It's really all about calories and protein when you first start and that's honestly what I'm doing right now. To lose weight, cut your calories and burn them by running or biking and just really trying to stay active. To gain weight, you can up your calories and protein and take up some weight training rather than just watching Netflix and doing nothing all day. Don't get me wrong, I love eating my favorite snacks and watching a movie, but it all has to be in moderation and honestly makes your life a little bit more busy and exciting. Plus, not binge watching your shows and maybe watching another episode another day just keeps things you want to do keep going. Like you'll be saying, oh boy, I cannot wait to finally watch that episode when I get home, rather than just binge watching all day and getting it over with. There's always something to look forward to, and it's all in moderation. Once you get fitness, or even something you, you like to do to keep you busy, rather than staying on social media and making you really feel bad about yourself. 
Uh, anyways, I'm getting a little bit off track here. There's lots of ways to possibly get you off the social media or even clear up some mental things you possibly have with fitness. Starting with setting a timer for your apps. Yeah, you can uh, you can set a timer for your apps and we'll keep you off them. Do this to limit your spend time on those things and really think about other things you could be doing, whether it is fitness or not. Even going to take a hike or read a book puts you on the right path of doing the things you love if you struggle with that. Now, I'm definitely not saying fitness is definitely the way to go if you don't even like doing those type of things, but sitting in bed all day on a weekend or even after work when you know you're not really that tired. Now I get you get some beat down days where you just had a rough day and that's fine, but it's definitely not every day where you're completely tired and you just get home from work or school and you just don't want to do anything and lay in bed and watch movies or just look at social media because a lot of it on there is just fake. And honestly, it, it's gotten me too and not as bad, but I really pushed through it and tried to get myself on into fitness. And I've always wanted to do that and you just have to push yourself. And uh, there's a lot of dieting that goes into it for fitness but even eating healthier can make you feel better about yourself. And I want to touch base on this with the youth because I've seen a lot of, you know, kids who are just, you know, they're still growing up, 16, 17 year olds, even younger, who want to be, I don't know, big or even just, you know, a little bit leaner. And they don't want to take the time because they see their biggest favorite celebrities, you know, being at the top of their game and they're not yet there yet and maybe they'll spend a few months even six months trying to get there and they don't get there and it's really sad that they will turn to other things like steroids or even just not even eating but if they just took the time and just didn't try to rush things it would be a lot happier and I gotta say for the youth you gotta take your time with it and really spend your time. It takes years, but that's all I have for today. And thank you for listening. That's all the time we have this week, but tune in again next week when we have more shows produced by the students at Durham College. This is 105.9 The Region. an idea or a podcast to share send it to us here at discovery the radio show for podcasters on 105.9 the region you're listening to new music on the region an interview-based podcast that showcases new music and provides industry insight i'm your host christina lavecchia music director at 105.9 the region on this episode i'll be speaking with singer and songwriter jessica towler about her brand new track like he could have and you'll hear music from a folk rock alternative band called the Howling Gales. First, my chat with Jessica Towler. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. But I the long fights, the crying all through the night. Cursing and screaming, God, I hate the feeling what she gets. a little sneak peek of Like He Could Have, a brand new song by Jessica Towler. It's set to be released on April 1st. 
Jessica joins me now to talk about the release. Hi, Jessica. Welcome back to New Music on the Region. Hi, how are you? Good. Last time we spoke, you came by the station to perform your very first original song, On My Own. And I remember that you came in, you performed live for us underneath our stairs. I don't know if you remember. And here we are, two years later, you're releasing your sixth release. Before we talk to you about the new single, around that time that you did come in, everything kind of started with COVID. And you were just starting your music career at the time. And, you know, I just want to kind of get an idea of what you've been up to the last two years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It was kind of a difficult time to be starting to release original music with everything locking down, not being able to do uh, performances at uh, venues or bars anywhere, really. So I really spent the last couple years working on co-writing. I've co-written with artists all over Canada via Zoom, and I've gotten to make amazing connections. In between that time, you released a lot of releases. So did you find it was a little tougher during that time because you were just starting to kick off your career? Or did you find that social media kind of really helped you with that? Um, it was difficult, I won't lie. But social media has been absolutely amazing, helping me connect to artists all over the world, as well as I was doing um, virtual live concerts weekly on my channel. So I still got to perform a little. It wasn't the same as uh, doing it for a live audience in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to getting to do that again. And I noticed um, when I was going through your social media, well, we follow you here at 105.9 The Region. And I noticed that towards the end of 2021, which is not too long ago, you had a show in Toronto. And um, I noticed plexiglass kind of in front while you're performing too. Like, how did it feel to be back on stage at that time and kind of have a different feel of how to perform on stage? Did you find there was a bunch of a difference? It was amazing being back on stage. That was one of my first performances since COVID. So Mm -hmm. I was super grateful to get out there. It was a bit different. Um, Like you said, there was plexiglass and the way the lights shined up on the stage, I wasn't able to see the audience. So I would kind of like peek around the plexiglass every (laughs) couple songs just to see how uh, the crowd was doing. Um, But yeah, it it was a great time. It was my first performance with a full live band doing my originals. So that was a lot of fun. Well, I couldn't tell the difference because you looked great on stage. I watched the video, so I wouldn't even have known that. (laughs) And um, with COVID restrictions starting to be lifted, do you have plans to play more shows? Yeah, I do, actually. I have one booked right now for August for the city of Ajax. It'll actually be a kid's uh, concert. I'll be singing Disney songs with my guitarist, Jeff Brown. Other than that, I'm just looking forward to more connections and hopefully more performances. To follow Jessica on Facebook and Instagram is at Jessica Towler Music. And let's talk about the new song coming on April 1st. It's called Like He Could Have. Looking at the promos for the song on your socials, I noticed one caption that says, Never break the heart of a songwriter. This release is a personal one for you. Yeah, um, I, I like with all of my songs, I like to draw from real life experiences. Uh, my biggest influence growing up and, and still to this day as a songwriter is Taylor Swift and how her lyrics are so vulnerable and relatable too. So this song is very personal and uh, not not 100% the truth. I do kind of do a bit of storytelling, but uh, a lot of it comes from true places. And what's it about? Imagine... Your uh, ex-lover is now with someone new and they're treating that new person 
how you wanted them to treat you. They're giving them the fairy tale life that you've always wanted. And I'm just kind of talking about how they're getting that. And I got other stuff that wasn't so great. Do you find the topics or the vulnerability in your lyrics and your willingness to share with your friends has changed over the years? Yeah, um, not so much changed. I, I started out being pretty vulnerable as well as my lyrics. Mm-hmm. My second original, Anxiety, um, was, I think, my most vulnerable song. And I re-released it recently as an acoustic version. Um, I, I've had people reach out to me worldwide about how it resonates with them. And it really means the world to me. And it makes me want to just continue to write real music. Can we expect a music video for the new release? Yes, you can. I will be filming it actually this week. Oh, wow. Do you know when, like a timeline of when it will be released or where they could catch it when it does? It'll be on my official YouTube channel, Jessica Teller Music, and it'll be a week after the premiere of the song. The new single, Like You Could Have, is set to be released on April 1st. Where can listeners get their copy? You can listen to any digital streaming service. So Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube, anywhere. It will be available everywhere. Before going on to air, I asked you if we could play your brand new song in its entirety. And you said yes. So we'll be getting an exclusive first listen here at 105.9 The Region. It was great to catch up with you, Jessica. Did you want to take us out with your new release? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Jessica Towler. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and this is my brand new single, Like You Could Have.
like you could have. York Region Radio, York Region Music. Listen local. Listen local. 105.9 The Region. You're listening to New Music on the Region podcast. The Howling Gales are a folk rock alternative band from Toronto. To close out this episode of New Music on the Region podcast, this is a song from the Howling Gales EP at midnight. The track is called Galaxy. Here's your first listen on 105.9 The Region. She gone and gone away And I can't find my soul He left yesterday Reminds me of 
Discovery, the radio show for podcasters, exclusive to 105.9 The Region. Expand your audience and extend your reach. Send us your podcast, info at 1059theregion.com.